All right, guys, welcome back to the Like Minds Podcast, an open journal for creatives and entrepreneurs. I'm Josh Allen, joined as always by Adam Davis. That's right. And today we had a conversation with Louis Gusto. Louis Gusto is a YouTuber from Chicago, and he's also a software engineer. Uh, Louis seemed to know just about everything and anything uh, about Chicago. So it was interesting being from Chicago, both of us, or, or around Chicago. It was really interesting learning about a lot of the topics that we talked about. Yeah, absolutely. He had a great time. He's super passionate about uh, everything that he's doing. I think you guys are going to really enjoy hearing from him. So we're going to go ahead and get right into the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the Like Minds podcast. Today we have on the show Louis Gusto, who is a YouTuber from Chicago. We're excited to have you on. Louis, how are you doing? Thanks, man. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. And uh, how are you guys doing? We're doing, doing great, pretty man. good, man. Uh, for those good. of you listening, this is actually my first time meeting Louis. So I'm excited to get into some of these topics. Uh, Louis, so you are both a software engineer and a YouTuber. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I, I would classify them as two full-time jobs. And it's, uh, it's cool. I mean, they, they don't really overlap a whole lot. Um, but I, I think me being a software engineer has kind of opened up the path a little bit more for me to be a filmmaker in the way that I want to be. So um, I really couldn't have done one without the other right now. How did you get that way? They're related. That's cool. How did you get into, um, I'd like to hear how you got into both. So either way you want to go at it, how you got into software and how you got into YouTubing and which came first actually. Sure. Yeah. So, well, I guess technically speaking, the whole software engineering came first, but I mean, I was, as a kid, I was doing both, uh, my cousin actually, uh, in Florida, he went to some uh, magnet school, which I don't know if they have those in Illinois, but it's like, a, it's like a school, a public school out of your district that's a little bit higher quality. But if you mm -hmm. test a certain way, they'll, they'll put you there. So he took a computer programming class and he, so he learned all about that. And he taught me and I just thought, oh, this is so much fun. This is, it makes sense to me. Um, I liked writing code and then kind of seeing it. I mean, back then it was just like programming and just seeing text back. It wasn't like to graphics or anything. So that's, that's how I got into that. And then, I mean, obviously with YouTube back when I was, you know, when we were kids, there's, there's no YouTube, but I was doing um, camcorder, like, you know, mm -hmm. like just recording, just making like little movies as a kid. Um, recently, the way I got into YouTube was basically, I, I had started traveling and I was getting really into photography and I, I was having so much fun with that, just kind of like landscape and architecture photography and, and kind of documenting my travels. And especially once I moved back to Chicago, I, I think that kind of really exploded because there's so much to, to photograph here. The city is so photogenic. So I was just doing that, right. That, that was like kind of my thing. And then just, I, as I was, do more photography 
I just wanted my creative, um, I guess I, I, I wanted to get more creative. And so right. started so YouTube ended up being, uh, being an outlet for creativity that you already had then. Yeah, basically. And I had actually planned to, I had wanted to start a lot earlier than I actually did. So really I, I started in August of last year, but I had really wanted to start in like November of 2018. But uh, it was just a situation where I, I, I didn't feel like I was ready. I, it's just that thing, you know, like when you're a creative person, like you, you kind of want for things to line up before right. you, you start, but really in, in reality, you should just start as soon as possible. It's yeah, kind of that sure. internal struggle I that you face. I actually have a question. So since we're touching on creativity here, have you found uh, ways that you can introduce creativity into your software uh, engineering I guess, roles, like, have you ever built any interesting applications or websites or how do you introduce creativity into that uh, part of your life? Well, that's a great question. In theory, you should be able to uh, introduce a lot of creativity, but I think, um, I think it just depends in kind of how much leeway you're given uh, on certain projects. As far as websites, I don't do a whole lot of that. Basically, my wheelhouse for the last four years has been kind of like financial services software. So just kind of web apps in that respect. But mm -hmm. I just, I remember um, in my in my previous role, not the current one, I was messing around with the data visualizer D3. And so that allowed me a little bit of creativity. But in general, it's, I mean, it's been pretty straightforward, right? Like we have some requirements, we, we break them down, uh, dis, you know, design, make tasks, and then kind of just write code to that. I think just it, it, inherently software engineering is, is an art mixed with a science. Um, so in that, in that respect, I think I've brought some creativity to it, but I think I more look at it like, um, just like straightforward, I guess. Hmm. Okay. And I wonder with that, with your experience, um, obviously dealing with technology, did that help you creatively? Because there's a lot of tech in, uh, especially now, everything's digital. So, you know, uh, film editing, photography, edit, uh, photo editing. Um, did, th did you feel like you kind of had a leg up when you got into, uh, into that stuff because you understood it pretty well? Yeah, I would, I would definitely say that, uh, especially, like you said, with video editing. I mean, you have to be on a computer. You need to know how to use advanced software. And that's not something that is easy for i mean i i wouldn't know because i i already knew how to use computers so well and the software behind the scenes but i, I definitely think that and just not not just the editing process but like knowing what you need as far as a machine as far as the software and all the different pieces and tools that you need <clears throat> on the digital side of things with cameras and stuff i, I think I, I think to me it's, it's something separate that I don't, I don't know that my experience with software help that but but who knows maybe maybe it did <laughs> yeah yeah so you're in um you're in chicago currently yes uh where is that where you grew up? i feel like i you definitely have a video that i i watch where because i know you at one point were in florida like maybe in uh during your college years yeah so basically the story with that is i was my entire family's from chicago okay my grandparents came from puerto rico 
when they were like in their 20s. And so my parents were born here and I, I was born here. And then when I was a kid, my dad got transferred to Miami. So I grew up down there. And then I ended up, uh, when it came to college, I wanted to come back here. I got into Northwestern, but I just kind of at the last minute, I was like, ah, I'm just going to stay in Florida. So I did. And then eventually I got, came back here for grad school and then back to Florida for a year or two and then back here finally. <laughs> what did you go to grad school for? Uh, software engineering. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you get a master's? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. really cool. So, so what exactly, uh, I've actually watched one of your videos before this, uh, Josh sent it over to me, but what exactly is your YouTube channel about? So my YouTube channel is all about tra travel, Chicago and lifestyle and kind of how those three pillars intertwine for me and how I can kind of reflect my passion for those things in, in a way of like filmmaking and vlogging and I mean, just creating and so basically the way I started was like I said with travel I was doing photography and then I kind of was like well wh why don't I take some video also when I'm traveling and then I kind of got the itch to like actually talk about stuff but and I, I flew to London in January of 2019 I didn't didn't end up doing anything but I uh, fast forward to August and I said okay now it's time so I started talking about travel and then I happened to make a video about Chicago and I kind of was like, I, I kind of started putting it together. Like, you know, I, I'm not traveling right now, but I could definitely make videos around the city that would be, be sort of like travel videos, like things to do. Mm -hmm. So like one of my early videos is about the art Institute. And I thought about, okay, what's a way that I could make a video for like someone who's traveling to Chicago and, you know, wants to know like what, what there is to do, or even if they already know they're going to the Art Institute, what to see. So like I, my video is like 20 must-see works at the Art Institute. So basically that's kind of how it started. And uh, I actually have a video coming out tomorrow talking more about uh, the travel aspect, but obviously because of lockdown, we haven't been able to travel and, and the right. whole global situation. Mm -hmm. So really this year was supposed to be a lot more of that. Right. Um, so it's really, you know, if you, if you look at my like past, like 20, 30 videos, you would say like, this is a YouTube channel about Chicago mm -hmm. and it is, but it's also about the, you know, the other things like travel and lifestyle, but right. that's kind of been put on hold for a little bit. Right. So do you cover any of the, uh, like good restaurants to eat in Chicago? I'm curious. I do. Yeah. So I have... I, I put together neighborhood guides. So, you know, Chicago is a city of neighborhoods. I mean, there are like 200 neighborhoods in Chicago and I've covered a few so far, Wicker Park, Old Town, Lincoln Park, and um, I'm blanking, and River North. And so within those guides, I have a section that's dedicated to food and drink. So like, for instance, on my River North one, we actually go to True Foods Kitchen and I'm talking about what we order and kind of showing that. And then I also mention other places in that neighborhood that I have personally, or that like my girlfriend or other good friends of mine can vouch for and say, like, this is a good spot. So again, like going back to that, if someone's traveling to Chicago or somebody might live here or um, in the suburbs or whatever, it's, it's putting that together. So it's like an all in one 
kind of travel guide type of thing. That's really cool, man. Thanks. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, and and like I said, I have um, uh, I've watched several of your of your videos, and for anybody that you know needs information on Chicago, this is the guy to go check out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, you. Uh, Thank you. You're very knowledgeable uh, on the city. And the way you uh, you get the information is, is is I think is really helpful. I mean, you have a video um, that explains the L system, and uh, like you said, the videos that explain uh, all the neighborhoods. It, it's really cool. I mean, you know, I live right outside of the city. I'm in the city all the time. Um, but you know, even for somebody who lives close by and is always there, there's there's definitely something uh, 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 some information that is can be really useful. What and you always seem so passionate just about the city. Why is that go? Um, sure. what, what gives you that passion for Chicago? So definitely, that's a that's a great question. Um, like, so like I said, I was born here, my whole family's from here. So even growing up in Florida, you know, Chicago was part of my a huge part of my life. Uh, I think probably the most obvious thing is sports, right? Like, so I'm away from Chicago, but I grew up rooting for the Cubs and the Bears, Bulls. And then on top of that, all my family's here. So we're flying back and, and I guess I shouldn't say all my family, a lot of my family's here, then uh, the rest are in Florida, but we would come every year. So we would visit, we would spend time, we kind of do like the touristy type of things, eat the foods, uh, go to the games. I remember going to like Comiskey Park and stuff and Wrigley Field. And, you know, it was just always this thing that was a huge part of my identity. Like, you know, amongst my friends, they all knew me as like, you know, Lewis is from Chicago. Um, and then I kind of, into my teenage years, it became something like, what would it be like to live there, you know, as an adult? And I started, you know, it started just as a seed of like possibility. But then when I had the opportunity in college to come here, I just was like, wow, this is amazing. And as somebody who kind of grew up most of their formative years in the suburbs of Florida, this was totally different, obviously, right? It, and, it, and it was even different from visiting because now living here as a student and really kind of getting into the nitty gritty of, of city living and you know, from the public transportation to the food, to the architecture, to the people, just everything as far as the culture. I just, it kind of, it was already something that was a big interest of mine, but uh, you could kind of maybe say it was somewhat superficial, right? And, but once I lived here, it just really gave me that solid foundation. Plus the history that I have here, just like, like you know, I've, I've always been proud of that. And my family, it's just something uh, that, that we've been proud of to say that, hey, we're from Chicago. You know, like, it's kind of like that thing. We'd be in Florida, we'd see somebody else with like a Chicago shirt and you kind of like hit it off like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think then moving back to Florida was like the final, I don't want to, I don't want to use this analogy, but it's like the one that comes to mind is like the final nail in the coffin as far as like, okay, I really do love it here because I go back to Florida and... I'm sorry, real quick. So you, yeah. so you moved to Chicago for school and then you did end up moving back to Florida for a little yeah, bit so, and then you came back again? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I, I finished up grad school. I went back to my undergrad college town, to Gainesville, and then... You know, I'm doing things that are kind of like, kind of like city life, um, because then you know when you're living in what was your college town as, as an adult, you kind of experience it in a different way. 
So a lot of those things that I talk about now, like, you know, I made a video on the Chicago grid, like Gainesville is also based on a grid system. And so I was like doing all these things until I got to a point where like, I'm out, I've outgrown this town and I love it. I love Gainesville. Like Gainesville is like my, I guess I would say my third home, but I, it kind of just really let me know like, Hey, you want to be in Chicago. Like in my heart of hearts, I, I felt it. I mean, it was just like oozing out of me. And so like, um, so then, you know, getting the opportunity to come back in 2016 and, and really just kind of start from scratch kind of, I, I think it just really, yeah. I mean, I think that really kind of just confirmed that I, all my passion for the city. And then, you know, the, the things that I know, like the facts and the, the histories and just the little things around, like, that's just stuff that I talk about on a regular basis. You know what right. I mean? Like, so that's, mm -hmm. that's always something that's there. I just figured out how to kind of package that into a film type mm -hmm. of format. So, okay. so I'm curious for someone who's never been to Chicago ever, maybe they aren't even from the United States. How would you describe to them what Chicago culture is like? Cool. I would say that, First of all, it's, you know, a major metropolitan city. So you're going to have a lot of people from a lot of different backgrounds, whether that be from different cities, from different countries, speaking different languages, believing in different things, kind of all coexisting in a space and not, not just like being shaped by that place, but also shaping the place. And of course, Chicago has its own unique history, you know, Chicago started off as, as just a prairie and, you know, the Native Americans that did live here, they didn't necessarily live here all the time. You know, it's just this, this kind of harsh, cold place, but that happens to be on a lake. And so it kind of just grew out of that, right? I think Chicago has always been a place where the people that are here are really passionate about it and kind of just like, the culture of Chicago to me is, is I kind of like working hard, playing hard type of thing. I think uh, people here are, are pretty friendly. I think that we, we care, we have civic pride and we're also very cultured. So we, you know, the arts and music, things like that. I, I think that kind of- There's a blues scene too, right? A big yeah, Chicago blues yeah, scene. Yeah, blues is pretty big here. Um, as well do you as, know? Do you know why uh, Chicago is called the Windy City? Do you know the reason to that? <laughs> there, are, there are actually a few reasons. So it, it really okay. doesn't have anything to do with the weather. There, so back in the day when like cities were kind of just coming into their own, cities had rivalries with each other. Like not not unlike sports rivalries. So like Chicago and Cincinnati had a rivalry, and then of course Chicago and New York had a pretty big rivalry as well. So uh, there, there are stories and accounts of like Cincinnati calling themselves Hogville because of the pork production. Uh, then Chicago, you know, one, I don't know if you know, one of the nicknames of Chicago is Hog Butcher to the World. So the pork production here just was immense. And so then Chicago's people here started saying, no, we're Hogville. And so I think that was like an insult back in the day to call somebody windy, right? Like mm -hmm. just you brag too much, you boast. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then there was 
what, one of the biggest things, if, if you actually search this on the internet, that you'll find is the, the 1893 World's Fair that was here. Uh, New York mm -hmm. was also competing for that fair. And so I think newspaper men in both cities were kind of like, Chicago sucks. No, New York sucks. So, but just like in the way that they did it, right? Like, I think, mm. I, I think Chicago was more like, yeah, we're the best. New York's were the best. And so mm -hmm. there was some article written in a New York paper that, you know, Chicago is just a small town, this and that. That was reprinted some years later in the Tribune. Um, and the, the article was summed up as like, hey, Chicago, you know, that's a windy city. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the original author of that New York article never actually wrote that. So there's kind of like a couple of different origin stories for that, which, you know, in the end, we may never know. Interesting. Oh, you, you mentioned the, the World's Fair. I, I'm curious to, if you know this. Uh, at least this is what I have been told. Have you heard about that uh, parrot population? So like the bird parrots that escaped during the World's Fair <laughs> and, and still live in Chicago. Have you heard about that? No, no. I okay. So you, do you know the, uh, the Skyway Bridge going from Indiana to uh, Chicago, that big bridge? Yeah. Right underneath that, uh, I th in the summer, I don't know if it's all around the year, but in the summer, you'll look up and there's like green parrots. And that's like unheard of in this area. You're like, wow. what is going on? You know? And the history behind that is they, they actually escaped, to my knowledge, uh, we have to go fact check this to make sure it's the, the case. <laughs> but uh, what I was told is that they escaped from the World's Fair. And you, was that in 1890 or when was that? 1893. Yeah. So, okay. So they escaped then and they've just been in Chicago ever since, which is crazy. Wow. That is pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never, I've never heard that one. I have have, to you, never, have you never parrots. seen them, Josh? No, I have to look for those because I yeah. drive over there. Yeah, in the summer, just look up and it, you'll hear them. And you're like, what are those birds? They sound so weird. And you look up and you see like little green birds. It's so strange. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh, when we were talking about uh, the culture of Chicago. I was, uh, one thing that I've always found really interesting um, is that like a lot of the people who are really proud uh, Chicagoans uh, and especially the ones uh, that are successful, you'll find out that they um, came from another city, a, a, a filmmaker friend of mine, uh, you would just think he's like a Chicago native. Like when I go down and like do things in the city, like, you know, I follow his lead because he lives there and he, he yeah. knows what's going on. But he's like from, I can't remember if it's Maine or Connecticut, but it's, uh, it's way out East. And it's like, how did you end up here? And, and um, if you think about it, you know, a lot of people, you know, successful people in the city, um, you know, making the move from a small town to the big city, you know, it is, it means that you have that drive to, to just do something. And I think Chicago attracts a lot of those people. And I think that's something that's really cool about, uh, about the culture is that yeah. there's just so many people it, that come here to do things. Um, and I've always found that interesting. Yeah, uh, and, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that that's a great point. I, I mean, Chicago has a very long history of people coming here and building their careers and, and kind of living on in, in, in the history books. So from the early part, um, most of the famous architects uh, the, of all the buildings that we see, they're not from here. You know, they weren't born here. Michael Jordan wasn't from here. He made, he made his career here. Kanye West 
even was from Atlanta and came here later as a kid. But I mean, mm-hmm. there's that long history where, yeah, that, that may be different. I mean, I don't know, you know, if, if other big cities kind of have that where, you know, most of the people that have emerged are from there or whatever. But um, yeah, I think that there's a long history of that. And, and you're right. I mean, it, Chicago does attract those type of people because you kind of, you're in this environment where there's so much opportunity and there's just so much hustle and, and you just see it you, and you feed off of it. Mm-hmm. And so how it definitely helps you then creatively. It, it sounds like it. How, what is, uh, what is something that inspires you on a regular basis uh, creatively about the city? Is, is it the hustle and bustle, like the fast pace of everything or is it the people? What, what? Yeah, that, that's a huge part of it is, is, you know, anytime you go out, you're going to see a lot of people, right? It's just, that's how it is. It's not like, you know, for me, my experiences in Florida, you could go out and, you know, go for a walk and maybe see a, another one or two other people besides cars. You go out here, you know, I go downstairs and, and you know, to go to the corner restaurant or whatever, and I see uh, so many people and, and everybody's always busy, right? Uh, and if they're not busy, they're, they're having fun. They're enjoying themselves. I, I love kind of going to some of the more like touristy spots and just seeing people taking pictures with, with the environment. And I, I think also the, the culture that we have here, like I said, like the fact that we have so many museums and these are world-class institutions that, that are well-known and that people come here just to see like the Art Institute and the Museum of Science and Industry. And then we've got like, you know, the, the National Museum of Mexican Art and, and the streetwear scene that we have here and the music scene that we have here. I think just, I, I probably wouldn't say there's just one thing. I think it's just the, just the essence of, of being here that just kind of drives my creativity. And, and I would say one of the biggest things is like, just going for a walk and you just see some interesting building that like, whoa, I wonder what's the history of this? I think that kind of just drives that curiosity. Um, it's just a city full of inspiration for sure. Mm, absolutely. When you, um, so you also travel, uh, what is, how did you get into traveling? Um, what is it that you look for when you travel and what are those experiences like? Yeah, great and question. And also how many, uh, how many countries have you been to? I'm curious. How many countries? I, I had a count. So I, I think I'm going to say it's like 13 or 14, something like okay. that. Um, so it's not on the higher end of like people who are like traveling on YouTube, but mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely going to grow in the coming years. Uh, as far as getting into traveling, it's, it's funny because um, I think my first trip when I was, I was like two or three years old, my parents uh, flew to Puerto Rico, um, with my parents and I. And then um, we would just, I think we, we took a trip to Mexico and then we were always, like I said, traveling back and forth from Florida to Chicago. And then as I was a teenager, we started taking cruises. And so that's kind of like a, uh, you know, like a little sampler for traveling, right? You get for to sure. take like the best little pieces of it. Um, and, and that was really it. Like I wasn't, I had traveled all my life, but I mean, it wasn't like something that I was like banging on the door to do more. Really the biggest catalyst was I came back here, I'm working. I have a good friend that also lives here and he was getting married. He, well, I'm friends with both of them. 
they were getting married in Spain. And he told me way ahead of time, like, I want to say at least a year out, like, hey, we're going to be getting married in Spain. I just want to give you the heads up now. Um, and I, that made all the difference in the world. And, and at first when he told me, I, I was like, no, this is not going to happen. But things fell into place. I planned it. And I think the, well, the biggest keys is that he told me, hey, just so you know, everybody that's coming to our wedding, they're not just gonna be in this small town where we're getting married. They're gonna be going to London or to Paris or to wherever. I was like, really? I had no idea. So I was like, you know what? Let me pick the city in Europe that's the cheapest to fly to at the, at the time. And then from there, I'll find my way to Spain for the wedding. So I, end, I landed on Paris and man, I landed in Paris. And of course, with, I don't know if you're familiar with Paris, but it's not like um, it's not like here where you fly into the city and then you just take a little trip. You fly to like an outside town and then you got to take a long train ride in. Were you by yourself in that when way, you were doing this? I was, I was solo, yeah. And so I, I fly in, I, I did this all by myself. Like this is my first huge trip by myself. I have no idea what to expect. I have a small carry-on of, of just essentials, including a suit that's all like rolled up. I get to Paris and I was literally dumbfounded. I was like, this is so beautiful. The, the architecture, seeing and hearing a different language, the food, the, the music, the, 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 the bustle over there. And, uh, and so then I, I started doing stuff and I think that just kind of, it was something that I didn't realize that I had. And, and maybe it was because I had been traveling for, for my entire life, but I think that was like the big thing. And then of course, from there going to this beautiful town in Spain called San Sebastian, uh, also known as Donostia. And that is, if you have some time, uh, look that place up. It, it is, it's breathtaking. It's so How beautiful. How old were you when you did this? This was just like a few years ago. So must've been like 25. Okay. And how old are you now? I'm curious. 29. 29. Okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, have you heard of the concept of backpacking? I'm curious because you, you say you're into traveling. Have you heard of what backpacking is? Yeah, I have. Uh, it's pro- are it's you probably into that? not. It's probably not for me. Uh, I'm more okay. like I, I really, I love cities. So like mm. I have also been to like Paris, or I'm sorry, Rome and Milan mm. and, and Madrid and I just love like the big city kind of um, just the different things like from the food to the museums to the people. I also enjoy the smaller towns. So I, I did a trip to Spain last summer and I did, uh, you know, I, I hit some of the smaller towns, but it was all by car. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I, I've heard, I have friends that have done the backpacking thing. Yeah. It, it's when, when I say backpacking, I mean, uh, not necessarily like going to urban or uh, rural areas, rather uh, basically the idea to me is like you go to a place and all you can bring with you is a backpack and anything you can fit in the backpack, you know? Yeah. So for, for some reason, uh, Josh and I, I guess we consider ourselves to some, some degree into minimalism or whatever. So for, so that idea does appeal to me. Uh, I've done it before in uh, certain areas. I, I studied abroad in China when I was in high school or Jesus, nice. college. But uh, yeah, it's a really different take on traveling because yeah. you're not you're not staying in the the nice hotels. 
you're not uh, eating at the nicest restaurants, you know, you, yeah. you got to figure out how to, how to get by, but that's kind of an experience in and of itself, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I, I could definitely see the appeal in it. Um, for me, like when I travel, it's almost like an extension of my daily life. So when I go to a place, I find out where can I work out? Where can I get my healthy foods? Whether that be, I, I'm not a, a vegan, but I always look for vegan restaurants. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, like really experiencing, like trying to immerse myself as much as I can in like a culture of a place. Um, so it's not, it's not like anti-minimalism because I, mm -hmm. I still really just try to pick everything, put everything in a carry-on bag. But, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm trying to bring my camera, my lenses and things like that. For sure. When you, For sure. so you go on Josh. Yeah, so I'm curious when you, um, when you travel by yourself, um, how, how do you, how do you do that? How do you travel by yourself to a, a country where they don't speak the language? Like, what do you do and how do you have a, a pleasant experience? Cause I'd, I'd be pretty, pretty lost. It, it's definitely intimidating. I, I tell you that, but I mean, I think, you know, luckily for us as, as speakers of English, you can get by in, in this world. I mean, traveling and, and not speaking the other language uh, of the country that you're visiting. Um, besides that, I think it's just, you know, just taking a leap kind of, there are, there are a lot of benefits uh, of solo traveling. Uh, there's a lot of challenges with it as well, but I think just kind of, at the time I didn't have a choice. <laughs> so it was right. kind of by necessity <laughs> that I took this trip by myself. But then I was like, hey, this is actually pretty fun. So then like I repeated it in London and I repeated it in Italy and I just kind of got used to it. Um, I think there are certain things that you do, like you listen to a lot of music or podcasts or whatever. Um, you know, the drawbacks is like you're, you're having this amazing experience and then there's no one to share it with necessarily. Because I'm not the type of person to go to like a bar and just like strike up a conversation with a bunch of people, especially if I don't speak the native language. So right. uh, I think, sure. I think th there are challenges, but the rewards are, are so great in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. So you, you said you've been to uh, France and Italy and some places in Europe. Have you ever been outside of Europe, uh, like maybe Asia, Africa, anything like that? Or where, what continents have you been to? I've been to Latin America and the Caribbean uh, and okay. Europe. So that's really, I think my, I had planned to do Asia, probably Japan this year, but you know, that's obviously going to be put off to next year. So I'm, I'm really, that's kind of like my next thing. Um, also, I, I definitely want to visit countries in Africa. And then, mm -hmm. you know, down, down the line, I mean, I really like to go to a lot of different places. Um, but I think kind of going to Europe was the, the gateway to, to global travel. I think, you know, this is different for everybody. But it, to me, that was the best thing because, you know, as Americans, we kind of, we're in a kind of Euro Western type of culture. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an easy kind of transition because traveling is difficult as it is the long flight and the packing and you're just taking care of your basic necessities on top of trying to have a good experience. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think as a solo traveler, that was like the best thing for me. And then, yeah, definitely down the line, I, I plan on going to other parts of the world. For sure, man. So, really cool. 
so to switch up a little bit, um, kind of going back to stuff we've uh, we've talked about. So you have your YouTube channel. It's about uh, travel. It's about Chicago. It's about lifestyle. Um, and actually, you did say at the uh, at the beginning of the podcast that you consider it two jobs. So I had a question I wanted to ask. Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I'm assuming you're going to say yes if you consider uh, the, both of these things two full-time jobs. Yeah, I would absolutely uh, consider myself an entrepreneur. And I think um, you didn't ask this directly, but my mom is an entrepreneur and she has been that way since I was growing up. Um, she started multiple companies. She currently uh, has her own personal training business. And so I think that kind of instilled a certain drive and a hunger in me. And, and that, I think that's why I'm able to work these two things. It wouldn't work if I hated either of them. Right. <laughs> and so I, I, I like both. I mean, I think, you know, obviously as a, as a creative person at heart, down the road, I expect to be filmmaking full time um, and kind of living off that. But yeah, I think at the moment it's kind of just, you know, nine to five and then five to 10 and then weekends eight to eight <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so with, um, uh, with filmmaking, do you do, um, do you do stuff outside of your own channel? Do you do freelance work for other people editing anything of the sorts? So currently I don't in the past. I have, I've, I've helped people with filming. I've helped people with editing. I've helped people with sound. I've been a, you know, a boom guy. Um, but at the moment, it's all just myself and my girlfriend helps out a lot. Uh, we're kind of like a two-person production team. And so, you know, I, I, as far as like, I think that I think about that a lot, like doing outside work. And I, I would love to. I think, I think that would kind of give me an opportunity to uh, focus on just one or two things and then potentially help someone. Like, for instance, if, if you and I work together, down the road, which I hope we do, you know, with creating something, you know, I, I, when you're a YouTuber, you're everything. You're the writer, the yeah. performer, the editor, mm -hmm. the on-camera talent. Um, you you got to be the DP, <laughs> like just everything. And so it's, uh, you know, it's a lot. And so I, I would, I would love to, the opportunity again to kind of just focus. I, I have experience, uh, I come from like a comedy background as well. And so I have experience like filming sketches. So like sometimes I would be in them, sometimes I would film the people in them. And so that would, uh, th that's the extent of my, like I've never done a wedding or like engagement okay. photos or anything like that. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> those are, uh, so being a photography and filmmaking myself, those are, um, some things that I wouldn't say that I've, I've uh, tried to avoid. I've never done them either, but those, those sound pretty stressful uh, yeah. <laughs> to be able to do. But yeah, likewise, I'd, uh, eventually I'd like to get to a point where I'm, uh, you know, making my own content. Is that um, when you say um, kind of going full time or, or the idea of going full time as a filmmaker or creative, um, is that what your goal would be would be your your own products and brands and content where you're kind of uh the, at the head of the create creative decisions yeah absolutely i think you know even to get to a point where i could hire somebody mm -hmm. or or multiple people to kind of 
um, take some of the, the burden off to allow myself to really kind of go for higher goals. Um, at the moment, I think I'm happy with where I am because I think uh, I'm able to, I am able to do everything. It's a lot of work, but I mean, it's, it's a labor of love, right? Like when you do, when you, you do creative work that you love, like it just, it doesn't feel like work and you mm -hmm. can just put an hour after hour and it just, you, you, you get that pay, that payoff constantly. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. So I have with, a question for you or do you want to go Josh? Or? No, go ahead. Okay. I have a question. So, uh, the reason why I'm interested with your situation, you're a software engineer and you also express yourself in creative outlets with your YouTube channel, right? I would mm -hmm. say I'm in a, a pretty similar situation to you. Uh, I'm also a software engineer and I also express myself through creative uh, outlets. I, I had a YouTube channel for, let's say, six months or so. But once we started this podcast, I, I kind of started uh, funneling that uh, mental capital into to this project, you know. But I, I was curious, um, did you ever like have the idea maybe to, the, the reason why I asked you about crea creativity through software was because sure, you, could, you can definitely get a day job and write code and solve problems for a company, but you can also do a lot of creative things, like maybe not in the execution of writing the code, but in the uh, idea stage of like, there's some problem out there I want to solve, or there's some type of customer, like target customer that I think I could build a product for. I think there's a lot of creativity that goes into that. So I was just curious, like, did you ever like get the feeling that maybe you, you'd want to create an app of some sort or some type of, uh, I guess, product on that side of things? Yeah. I, I've had, I've had those ideas. I think especially when, kind of, I was, I was moving here again, um, kind of had like an app idea here and there, but really nothing evolved. I, I think the, the one thing that I did that, that I've always done is I, I make little basketball simulation games, but just like kind of via text. And it's mm -hmm. something I've done since I was a kid. Like every time okay. I would learn a new language, I would use it to write like a basketball simulator, but it was just like into the name of your player, okay, we enter the name of your team. Now you're playing a season and it's simulating based on like your like rebounding stats and, and scoring stats. But I, honestly, I've never had that real push to do that. I think, you know, I, I think part of it is like, I, I don't see, I see my potential in creative stuff as, and I'm, you know, putting aside the fact that software engineering is, is a creative outlet for sure. Uh, but I think, in just like more purely creative stuff like photography, drawing, you know, painting. Mm -hmm. I think I see my potential as far greater in, in that field. I think it's just always something that I've done. And mm -hmm. I think software engineering is, it's, it's worked out well for me because it is something that I also love to do mm -hmm. that happens to pay handsomely. <laughs> but I think like, you know, I, I've got good friends in the field that have worked at startups or even created their own startups and built apps. And I, I think I've, um, I think they're, them sharing their experiences with me in that respect. I, I think that may have extinguished any kind of desire I might may have had for doing that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, ideally 
in an ideal world, I, I would push forward with, with both to, to the ultimate extent that I could. But I think just in, in seeing what I, I feel like I'm capable of, capable of doing in the kind mm -hmm. of the filmmaking space, I, I think I want to really push. And that's where I dream the biggest, right? right? Like, what's, what's the drive behind that? Like, what, what's your end goal with this to create some type of impact or what, what, what is, uh, what's driving you to, I guess, push into photography and, and your YouTube channel? What, what, what are the driving factors? Sure. Great what question. What do you want to accomplish with that? So I, I think as far as what's driving me, um, like I said, I, I've always been into filming uh, and photography. So I, I've been messing with cameras and camcorders, which we don't call them camcorders anymore, but since I was a kid and when I started this channel, the idea was to communicate my passion for traveling and then actually go out and do it with the camera. And <clears throat> like I said, as I, I kind of discovered my real passion for, for making films about Chicago, I think that just opened up a huge can of worms that like, wow, there is so much out there for me to talk about. And I think every film that I create, it just feeds into my, my passion and drive. And, and then I think, you know, what, what I'm doing right now, it's like, I forget the exact quote, but it's like your taste is way ahead of like what you can actually do. So, you know, <clears throat> I constantly, you know, I think with like a lot of creative people, I'm constantly looking for ways that I can improve upon what I just did. So, so that, that's part of what drives me as well. As far so as ultimate- you, I was gonna say, do you uh, get more satisfaction out of like the expression of making these videos and, and filming these beautiful buildings in the history of Chicago? Or do you get more satisfaction uh, maybe when somebody's learning from your videos and you know that they're learning and you know that they think that your product is valuable? What's I think, more satisfying I think it's a, Well, I, I think both of them are. I, I, I think the uh, the entire process to me is is exciting from from brainstorming ideas to actually doing research to to writing and kind of you can get all this information but no one really is, is going to want to hear it unless it's a useful and b entertaining right like mm -hmm. there, sure. there are I found plenty of YouTube videos out there on Chicago on technology on traveling that were super informative but put me to sleep. Yeah, and absolutely. so I, I think like I get so much satisfaction from taking something. And let's be honest, like history can be dry and boring, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I was actually really never into history as like a teenager because I was like, this is, this is so boring to me. But I think kind of seeing living history in, in like a city like Chicago, I think that, that, that I get that satisfaction and then filming day is is always exciting there are always a million things to do uh sometimes I take multiple days uh you know being here I have that luxury where I can say oh I did I got all my speaking parts done I, I did that for River North like I, I I did all the speaking parts and I'm like you know what I don't have enough footage of, of this or that and so I went back a second day and so I love that part and then the editing I mean I I love sitting down in front of my editor, looking at all my clips, putting them together, getting the music, getting the cuts, doing the color grading, all that stuff. 
and then the upload process like you know you just feel this like oh my god it's almost up like people are going to see this now like is are people going to see this right at the beginning it's like is that anyone even going to watch this besides like my family and friends to now I'm, I'm you know like i said thank god i'm at a point where people are watching my stuff and it's creating this community of people you know i don't know you know like what we're completely about right now i think we're still kind of figuring that out so so i think that's part of what drives me ultimate goals i you know i think i have a lot of goals i think first when i do a chicago video you know chicago in general in the media is portrayed very negatively right let's Mm -hmm. let's just get that out the way Mm -hmm. um so i think part of it is like i want to show the positive things about Chicago, okay? Like whether it be touristy stuff, whether it be history, whether it be, you know, little tit- tidbits and facts. So I wanna do that. I, I, I want people to see Chicago in that light. And I want people from Chicago that are born and raised here to be like, wow, you know, like this, you're, you're portraying my neighborhood or, or whatever. And I've gotten that too. Like, hey, I grew up in this neighborhood or I grew up in Chicago. Um, and then with traveling, I think, you know, I, I think there, for me, when I look up travel videos, I don't see anybody that looks like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, wait, but people like me do travel. And so like there, I have this unique perspective, not just because of my ethnic or cultural background, but I think just on so many things. And so I think, I want to push forward with these things like continuing to portray Chicago in this, in this positive light to really capture what I can of the essence of the city. And I think build, building a community as well. And then with travel and things like that, I want to, you know, like, okay, side story. A couple of years ago, I was asked to speak at um, Curie high school on the Southwest side. And this is where a lot of like black and Latino students are. And they had a, I don't remember if it was a computer club or they were in a computer class. And I spoke to them about like what it's like to work in software engineering. So I think, I think that's, you know, part of what I want to do is like, you know, help, you know, just I kind of, I, I kind of lost kind of my train back. of thought there. But kind yeah, of give yeah. back to the, the community? Yeah, yeah. I in think, some way? I think for kids like that who aren't seeing these possibilities of traveling, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm blessed to be able to travel being like second generation. Like my, my parents didn't look at that option, you know, but yeah. I think now more than ever, like traveling is more accessible to people, but. Um, and and, and I think it, I think it even applies to people that just grow up in a particular neighborhood. Like, you can be from Chicago and not know anything about other neighborhoods, you know? So right. I think, I think just expanding their horizons, especially young kids just to other neighborhoods is, is also significant. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, <clears throat> that's a big thing for me as well. Like, uh, getting, yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm about to be 25 and, uh, and now it's weird, like realizing that, oh man, kids are actually kids to me now, you know, like I don't, <laughs> I don't have much in yeah. common with them at all. But uh, that's really cool that uh, part of your, your goals and your vision is to, is to give back um, and to, to reach out and, and, 
yeah, and show kids, man, that they can do things that they may not think uh, that they can do. I know that um, I'm doing a lot of things that I never thought that I could do. And I wish somebody would have told me, you know, that uh, that I could do these things. Also, that's an, uh, a good point that you mentioned. A lot of um, uh, travel YouTube doesn't have people that look like you or me, for that matter. Um, and that's that's really cool. Uh, also, I never understood why Chicago never had like a premier content creator. You know, like you've got. Um, You've, I mean, you've got a lot of guys from New York. You've got guys from LA. Those are pretty good central hubs for uh, for YouTube. And then you've got all these guys in Toronto with Peter McKinnon and uh, yeah. uh, Matty Hapoya. Like, yeah. it's like, how is there not how is there not a uh, a, a a group of creatives from the city? Because and the crazy thing is, like, I know so many here that are just as capable and just as talented. You know. So you, you'd be one of them. I hope you take up that mantle. Is that something that, uh, that you're, uh, you're aiming to do? Yeah, I, I would love to, you know, you know, like we've discussed, like I, I, I love my hometown and I think there's so much to do here uh, as far as, you know, the things that I'm doing, like I have a laundry list of projects that I'm working on right now. And I think, yeah, I think, it's funny that you mentioned like Canada, like there's like Daniel Schiffer too. And, mm -hmm. and like Donna did it. And I, I watched these guys, like these, these, these guys are helping me so much with filmmaking. You know, I didn't go to film school. I've, my whole filmmaking has come from experience from reading and from YouTube videos okay. and uh, yeah, it's New York and LA. And it's, it's actually surprising to me because you know, Chicago is such a creative city, but I, I think we've got streetwear, you know, there's mm -hmm. so many streetwear brands here, music, so many musicians that have come out. And then even with films, look at all the movies that come here to film. So mm -hmm. it is interesting that, um, now you'll find, you'll find people on YouTube here and there. So to me, like Manny Ortiz is, is one of the biggest Chicago YouTubers he does a lot of photography he his focus really isn't on filmmaking but he does okay. make youtube videos about cameras and lenses and he's one that i watch all the time and then you've got like legendary guys like mr shy city that uh in fact i think he just released the video um yesterday but like he you know that guy's a legend and so like you find it here and there but yeah in general like you see a lot of new york la um, and, and Canada. And so, mm -hmm. and you know, don't know the, why that is. Yeah. And you know, the other crazy thing is like, you'll see like the biggest, uh, YouTubers from all three of those cities, like will go in between, you know, all those, uh, different cities. And I, um, I've had conversations about this before. Um, I think that, uh, I think that while there is a lot of creative people, uh, here, and, and I may be wrong, maybe this is just outside uh, looking in, but I feel like um, the communities like that exist for YouTube in, in New York and LA are probably a little bit uh, healthier. I don't think that there's enough of this going on, like this right now, like mm -hmm. just Chicago uh, creatives reaching out to other Chicago creatives and working together. You know, I find it surprising that like 
I don't interact with um, or like I don't meet somebody and find out that like, oh, we know like a whole bunch of like Chicago creatives from the area, you know, yeah. I think uh, we have a lot of good little niche uh, uh, communities and cliques and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to see them all come together in, in the creative field, you know, uh, yeah. see, uh, see a lot more Chicago filmmakers and um, photographers just really start to acknowledge each other and work together and, you know, and, and build a, um, a platform for all of us here. Yeah, I'm all for that. I, I think that's a, a, a great way to have a community and also kind of that helps everybody to improve in the group. I, in Gainesville, I did comedy and I was constantly hanging out with comedians. And so we were all day long testing our jokes and writing and performing and testing things and, and also, you know, filming and, and doing all kinds of things like that. And to me, that was, that was a great experience. And uh, I've got from there, I've got friends that are touring nationally. I've got a friend who's on the Disney channel. And so I think, that's a great way to come together as a community to help each other out and to, and to get better. I mean, I, I, I see that stuff. I mean, I, I think on Instagram, there's like shy shooters or art of shy mm. or something. And mm. then, you know, as far as like streetwear, like they kind of huddle together and musicians and stuff. So, I mean, it, it is out there. I, I tend to, I think with YouTube, it's kind of like, because like we do so much, when you do run a YouTube channel, you, you're constantly busy. Like, like myself, I mean, I don't really have that much spare time. So maybe that has prevented me from like, Hey, like reaching out. But I mean, I think, I think once like we kind of reopen a little bit, I, I would, like I said, I would love to get together with you and, and, uh, you know, take some pictures, do, you know, do some filming, grab coffee, just talk, talk more creative stuff and see, see what we can do yeah absolutely man because like i said uh, you know the reason um i'm doing i do what i do the reason that uh one of the reasons that i started this was for that you know to connect with other um creatives and uh and i think that way that me and you are talking about like that community and that next level for chicago creatives uh is coming and i'm pretty sure we're going to be uh, a part of it um i mean just by doing stuff uh, like this, you know, and connecting with an, one creative, connecting with another in in the area. So yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to everything that uh, that that is to come for the Chicago creative scene. Thank you for uh, taking the time, man. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up, but I really appreciate you coming on. For sure. And before yeah. we wrap up, I got one quick question for you. Uh, I'm sure a lot of this could help out a lot of people. What are your top three restaurants in Chicago before we wrap up? Okay, uh, let's see. So you're talking like fine dining or like- fast I'm talking, I'm talking, I've never been to Chicago. I'm here for the weekend and I okay. want to hit all these places. Where am I going? Oh, so you have to get like, well, I guess you got to say Portillo's just to get your Chicago street food, the beef, hot dog, French fries. Uh, for pizza, I really like Pat's Pizza. That's like traditional Chicago. Um, there, there are other ones that I haven't been to. Um, there's also like Mama Luna, so maybe it would be tied between Mama Luna's and Pat's Pizza. Uh, wow. I think 
just because of the amount of times I've been there, I would say Del Sol. They're, they do uh, Korean food, so they have like Korean tacos and bibimbap and stuff like that. Um, so those are the three I would say. Got you. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to have to go check out Del Sol. I've actually never been there. It's great. Awesome. Thanks again, Louis. Um, oh, and then on our way out, tell them where you can, uh, where they can find you. Uh, what's, what's your Instagram? Uh, how can they find you on YouTube? We will link YouTube uh, for you below. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, th again, thanks for having me and everything. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun in this talk and hope we can do it again. Everything is go Louis Gusto. So go com on Instagram at go Louis Gusto youtubes.com slash go Louis Gusto. Awesome. All right, man. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you guys. Have a great one. Good catch. It was great meeting you. Good meeting you too.